0: the most fun way to start your day arkansas morning show with brandon and kelly all right good morning arkansas your morning
1: show is on the radio good morning kelly perry
2: good morning brandon baxter
1: here we are today is wednesday it's june the 15th of 2022 it's a big day today it's its national lobster day
2: oh is that the whole friends deal what's the friends deal You know, Phoebe called Ross and Rachel her lobsters. She was like, she's your lobster. You know, come on, guys. It's a known fact that lobsters fall in love and mate for life. Yeah. It's a really sweet thing.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking about today. It's also National (laughs) Nature Photography Day today. So
2: Hmm.
1: take a picture of all the Mother Mother Nature out there. Smile Power Day, where it talks about the importance of a smile and how a smile can really, you know, impact people's day. All of that stuff you can celebrate today. Now, as we go throughout the show this morning, there uh, the heat wave is on in Arkansas. The heat advisory—it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. Like it's already seventy-six. Uh, yeah, like it's hot in the building <laughs> with the AC on.
2: You came in here and you were like, "It's it's humid in here."
1: Why is it so humid? I know. So we have these heat wave tips, things that can maybe save you some money on utilities. We'll talk about that this morning. Plus, the natural state jackpot has reached a record high yet again. Like You have the chance to win Mm. really big, and we'll tell you about that. And this is a lottery deal with the Arkansas Scholarship Lottery that's only good for people who live in Arkansas. So it's not even a nationwide deal. Plus, coming up this morning, we do the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. At 7.45 this morning, we talk to Coach Butch Jones. Aww. A-State football. They're they're kind of gearing up for some summer camps. We're going to talk to him about that, kind of get the status of the team, as there's been a ton of people who have come in like recruits over the last couple of weeks and some big recruits. Mm-hmm. So we'll kind of talk about that and how he's trying to convince people to come in here. Uh, plus, we'll just kind of catch up. Kelly brought up Butch yesterday on the show, wondering if I would confess to having a spray tanning machine if I had one.
2: Um, I just think he'd think it was funny.
1: So we'll see. We'll talk to him about that this morning. Plus, speaking of coaches, Coach Mike Pilato coming in today. He's actually going to be in studio. Uh-oh. So we're talking A-State Men's basketball as well. Hey! Hey! It's me, the coach, up in the radio! <laughs> so he's coming up this morning as well. It's going to be a loud show. I pretty mm. much can guarantee that.
0: Brandon Baxter in the morning. So they're talking
1: about the heat wave. And again, like the temperatures are absolutely ridiculous over the next Mm -hmm. couple of days. We're talking upper 90s uh, for the next few days. Heat advisories out there. The heat index well over 100. Like, And we talked to Dr. Shane Spites about this. Dangerously warm temperatures. Yes. And there was some of the stuff that he was kind of talking about that made me think, man, I don't think I really thought about Mm -hmm. that. Like how if we're going to go outside and be in the warmth, we don't want to come right back
2: inside and get in the cool. And I don't think a lot of us realize that we don't drink enough water. And he was talking about how we need to hydrate. I know I don't drink enough water.
1: No, and I'm trying to be better about that. But I even sent Kai a text this morning. He's not awake yet. But I'm like, hey, man, if you're going outside today, make Mm -hmm. sure you have uh, plenty of water. They're talking about utilities, too. And utilities are going to be a mess. I guarantee you that uh, as we go throughout the next couple of months. So just be aware of that. I know that probably doesn't change what you want to have your AC set on. Uh, because it is pretty miserable out there, uh, but they're saying a couple of things that we can do to make sure that we're, uh, you know, doing better with the, with the um, electricity and stuff like that is to keep your shades closed, your blinds mm-hmm. closed. Yep. Uh, that sunlight coming through just allows even more heat to come into your house. That's one piece of advice. And uh, experts say that helps drastically. Yeah. I know sometimes like my wife wants to have the windows open me and too. it looks so pretty and let the light in. But for me, you know, I'm kind of a recluse anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, Let's close all those and save on the AC. Uh, they say check your filter. A lot of us don't really think about that until we think something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, oh, if something doesn't feel right. Maybe I should check the filter. Well, we probably should check the filter more often. And they say that they, you know a lot of places do those AC checks, too, just to make sure right. it's functioning yep. properly. Mm-hmm. So that's one Arkansas story today. The other one, let me give you some good news. The Natural State Jackpot with the Arkansas Scholarship Lottery is at the highest point it's ever been. Mm, okay. It's at $490,000. That would be nice. It's a $1 ticket, and the jackpot is currently four ninety. And again, this is a, a lottery ticket that is an Arkansas ticket, so you have to live in right. Arkansas or you have to buy it in Arkansas to get this ticket. This isn't okay. a nationwide deal. Mm. So you get to pick your numbers, numbers between 1 and 39. There's drawings uh, every single night of the week except for Sunday. But we're at 490000 bucks.
2: What's the chance?
1: So if you go and win that, you might be able to afford to pay for your electricity and your AC. <laughs> I think I'm going to go buy a ticket. I'm going to risk my buck.
0: Brandon, Baxter in the morning.
1: Saw a deal this morning that I can completely 100% relate to. <laughs> okay. It's a study that says that people who get on Zoom and they stay on there and stare at themselves for a long time, they tend to put themselves in a bad mood.
2: Oh, Brandon. (laughs) This, yeah.
1: Yeah. They say that uh, researchers were monitoring the way people were like moving their eyes around, right, Uh, while they were on these Zoom calls. And if people stared at themselves and focused on themselves more while they were on the screen, uh, they ended up getting themselves into a worse and worse mood as time goes on.
2: I, I know exactly how this is, but it's it's not something I feel most of the time. I just work with somebody who uh, it bothers them to have a camera on. Oh, yeah, I'll freak
1: out. They
2: say alcohol makes it worse. They
1: say people who drink before they get on their Zoom calls are even more affected by that. Oh,
2: you should stop doing that then. Yeah, a lot of times for my work
1: calls, I have a couple <laughs> shots
2: before I get on Who are these people?
1: <laughs> uh, but we did this tortilla challenge on social media. Um, and I was pretty good about that one. yeah you know because the camera was a little bit further away but zoom like you know people are looking weird into their computer.
2: It is and sometimes wherever your your com- your camera is, it could be looking at a funny angle mm. so it makes your chin or neck look a different way or something like that.
1: That's why y'all have made fun of me for having like tripods and lights when I do zooms, but I'm telling you I'm doing it for self-preservation so I don't freak myself out.
2: I get it. I get it.
1: So, but I, again, I feel better now knowing that this is a true study. That shows that uh, Zoom can put you in a bad mood, all based on the way you, uh, based on the way you look, your appearance. Mm-hmm.
2: I get it. I totally get it.
1: If you haven't seen the tortilla challenge, Kelly brings this uh, challenge in, and she had a whole stack of tortillas. I thought maybe she was going to make fajitas or burritos or something. Well,
2: I was hoping to mess up and to be able to use a, another tortilla over and over again. Someone was wanting me to use the whole bag of tortillas oh, for the tortilla gosh. challenge, just to to make sure it worked on, on you.
1: But that wasn't a 16 count that was like a 64 count
2: i know I, I did that on
1: purpose if y'all haven't seen the tortilla challenge basically you whack your friend in the face with tortillas
2: y'all was the greatest feeling ever
1: oh yeah people seem to enjoy that the response on social media was pretty strong in the messages and stuff that we got so i don't know if that was because we were hitting each other or because you were hitting me
2: uh i'm I'm sure it was that we were hitting each other, Brandon. I'm sure that's what it was. Yeah,
1: If you haven't (laughs) seen it, it's up on the socials if you want to go and uh, check it out. We have it on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, I don't know, wherever else, MySpace.
2: Yes, it's on MySpace.
1: Tumblr, Blogspot, all those different places. It's pretty much everywhere. So it's a tortilla challenge as done by Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly.
0: Brandon Baxter in the Morning.
1: All right, good morning, Arkansas. It is time to celebrate. It's time for an Arkansas's morning show.
2: High five! High
1: five! Hey, a big high five goes out today to Verena Harris. She's a pharmacy technician. Uh, This is a story out of California today. So, evidently, there was a young lady who was in the worst pain of her life. She had a tooth problem. And if you've had a tooth issue, you know how bad that can be.
2: It hurts everywhere.
1: Oh, it can be totally unbearable. Yeah. So the poor girl had gone to the emergency room where they gave her a piece of paper that was basically saying she was going to be covered. Uh, her medication was going to be covered by the time she got to the pharmacy. It was going to be free. Uh, so she goes to a CBS in Santa Barbara, California. She had four bucks in her pocket, but she was in a ton of pain. Uh, and then when she realized she only had the four bucks and she lost that piece of paper that was going to get her the medicine for uh. free, she didn't know what to do. She was in so much pain. Yeah. Four dollars. She started crying there at the register. All of a sudden, enter pharmacy technician Verena Harris, who reaches over the counter, swipes her own personal credit card, and paid for the medicine for the person who was there in front of her crying.
2: We need more of that.
1: How sweet is that? So here's to you, Verena Harris. It's an Arkansas's morning show.
0: High five. High five. Brandon Baxter in the morning.
1: All right, doing it big on a Wednesday morning. It is June the fifteenth, and y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you.
2: Good morning, Arkansas.
0: This is country music news on Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. We have country
1: music news today on Luke Bryan. So Luke Bryan is headed back to Vegas. He has a number of dates kind of scheduled for the summer, but he's just added more for the winter as well. So if you're looking for a reason to go to Vegas, you might want to go to the Resorts World Theater to see Luke Bryan. Vegas uh, show dates include uh, November of 2022, the end of November into the uh, first few weeks of December. But you can go to lukebryan.com to find out more about that. Now, Luke also went to his social media and shared some stuff from his club 32 bridge uh, party <laughs> over the weekend yeah. where he showed up after CMA fest. Uh, one of my favorite parts about it. Of course he shows himself walking through the crowd and people are losing their minds, but the way he starts off the whole video is of two girls asleep. On a bench at his bar, and Luke Bryan is standing over them. So when their buddies wake them up, they wake up to look at Luke, and they lose their minds because it took oh them a God. second. And they're like, "Wait a minute, that's Luke Bryan." This is how the video starts. It's pretty cute.
2: Wait, yeah, girl wakes up. We'll <I'm> <got you>.
3: Now you, now you slept through it. So as
1: soon as the girl gets up to go after him, his security says, no, you slept through it. And she goes running after him. It's pretty cute. It's up on Luke Bryan's social media if you want to check it out for yourself.
2: We have country music news today on Luke Combs. i have a Friday night.
0: So Luke Combs sent
2: out a tweet sharing the music video poster for his next single on Country Radio. And the poster is a photo of Luke, like he's the headline of a newspaper called Bootlegger. And it has a walkie-talkie kind of laying on it, along with this box of matches, like he's going to start a fire. The song is called The Kind of Love We Make, and we'll give you a little sneak peek. Here's Luke Combs. So say we we make and Luke Combs is releasing the full version this Friday one week before his new album growing up drops on June 24th
1: and country music news today on Carrie Underwood so Carrie's latest album the first country album since 2018 it's called Denim and Rhinestones it came out on Friday and Carrie made a stop by Good Morning America To promote the new album And she did The song that she describes As the one that has The Pat Benatar vibes Crazy Angels Here's what Carrie Sounded like On Good Morning America a girl next door With a smile yes. Videos up on YouTube, just search Good Morning American. You can watch Carrie's performances from GMA. And that's your country music news on Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly.
0: She's a walking, talking encyclopedia. It's Kelly Perry's Did You Know on Arkansas's Morning Show.
2: Did you know it would take a person approximately 15 to 18 years to do all the training you'd need to become Batman? Oh, my goodness. It's doable, Brandon. I guess I'll start working on that now. Did you know Iran is the only country in the world where it's legal to sell your kidneys? The government regulates the market.
1: Really? Yeah. Huh, I wonder how much they're worth. Don't know. Might have to travel to Iran to make some extra cash.
2: And did you know the Japanese term for shotgun wedding is dekechata kakan," which literally translate to oops, we did it marriage.
1: <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> My bad is the other way to say that.
2: And if you didn't know. Now you know.
0: Brandon Baxter in the morning. Well, get
1: ready. It's gonna be warm. My good friend Nelly would have this to say. I am getting so hot. Uh, I, uh, uh, take my I love. mean, at this point, <laughs> that might be the only thing that's halfway Ooh. decent out there. It is like a heat wave, man. Arkansas is like a heat wave. It's almost like somebody went over to the thermostat and turned the heat on. You know what I'm saying? I do. So the heat is on. Hydration is super important. Uh, my wife went out and uh, she had to get her early morning coffee, and then realized that her mom was uh, mowing uh, MiMa's yard. Oh my goodness! So this is this is I think even before like eight o'clock. But Leslie went over there and was the hero of the day and decided to mow.
2: That's nice. With
1: very little hydration. And she felt terrible oh, all day. Did she, she get a headache? Oh, she was basically laid up all day.
2: Immediately, if I haven't had enough water to drink and I'm outside and the sun's hitting me, whether it's this hot or not, I'm going to get a headache.
1: Yeah, so it was pretty brutal. And uh, you know, we talked to Dr. Shane Spites, and he was talking all about how important it is to be hydrated. And a lot of times we buy those Propel packets that have electrolytes in it. Yep, I you know, do too. And, um, but I was telling Leslie, I'm like, I'm not sure if that's enough mm-hmm. like, for what you need right now. And we research that have you tried liquid IV yet? Or something like that.
2: I haven't tried that one, but I've I've tried one of those hydration packets. Like, and I try to I try to use one maybe every two or three days.
1: Probably good. Now, now Spice was telling us that most of the time we don't need extra electrolytes, right? Unless we're outside, you know, vigorously mm-hmm. working or or sweating or something like that. Our body kind of holds on to that stuff. But I thought in this case we'd go buy them, and then I got to the store after I told her I had seen these on social media, and I realized what they were per stick. <laughs>
2: I was going to ask you, you were all for it till you actually got to the store, weren't you? They
1: were like $1.50 a stick. Oh
2: my goodness. And I
1: thought this isn't even worth the hydration.
2: I think that it's probably worth the hydration.
1: The whole $10 box was gone by last night. We're super hydrated at my house.
2: Yeah, Leslie had more sodium than she would have had if she had a, had a, maybe eaten four bags of chips. You don't need to to drink one in. I don't think you drink one in every single thing of water. Oh no, they
1: they were drinking them every time they walked out the door.
2: No, you don't. I don't. They're gone.
1: Oh, <laughs> they're expensive and they're gone. And then she told me she ordered a, more online. I'm like, I should never (laughs) bring up anything.
2: I don't know. I just didn't think that it was supposed to be every single bottle of water. I thought maybe if you're like feeling dehydrated or, you know, you've done something, that's when you do it. Right.
1: And I think that's what it is. Now we we put all that, put all that money and then just peed it out. They'll never need a banana again. Then she thought (laughs) she was too hydrated, that she had too much sodium. That's what happened at the end of the night. Y'all. I am wore out by life. I'm just going to tell you that it doesn't help that it's almost 100 out. I am wore out by this. I know
4: this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's
0: crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy.
2: And people are crazy. So people have been using delivery apps a lot more these days, and one of the biggest complaints on the drivers is when they don't care enough about your order. So maybe the food gets cold, or maybe something spills or gets smashed. Well, this driver cared a lot, maybe cared too much, and now he's getting in big trouble. A 17-year-old male Chick-fil-A worker in Philadelphia was shot in an argument with a delivery driver about an order. The kid was shot in the leg, and thankfully he'll be okay. He's in stable condition at the hospital. But multiple employees say a delivery driver argued with several employees because the delivery order was missing a milkshake. Hmm. The employees say that they agreed to make the milkshake, but that didn't calm the guy down. Things escalated and the driver shot the 17-year-old before speeding off in a newer model white Mercedes. Oh, my gosh. The police... Tracked him down in an alley about two miles away, and I'm going to assume he did not make the delivery. Yeah, maybe not. Oh, a DoorDash spokesperson issued a statement yesterday saying they're horrified and appalled by the violence.
1: <laughs> you think? <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, speaking of using a delivery service, I've decided when the world comes to an end, I'm starting a food delivery service for zombies. Really? Yeah. It's called Hello Flesh. Oh, no. No, no, no. And there's even more proof that people are crazy.
0: Brandon Baxter
1: in the morning. So I came in prep today because we have the coaches coming in or on. Yeah. I'm repping the Red Wolves today. You are. So we'll probably do some photos and some videos and stuff of that nature.
2: Oh, wonderful. So I'm trying to figure
1: out with uh, with these coaches if I can get Coach Jones and Coach Bellotto to fight over me I would like for both of them to want me to be their best friend and I would like to put them against each other to pit them against each other today
2: why are you always trying to start drama between um, people in our community
1: well it's good to feel needed and wanted and I believe these two guys should vie for my attention
2: what's in it for them
1: you know I haven't really figured that (laughs) out yet (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Encouraging texts.
2: Oh. I
1: mean, I'd show up at all their events as long as they have food. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I love going right. there for food.
2: Yeah. Okay. You yeah. Know,
1: catered stuff. and
2: It does sound there's quite a bit in it for them.
1: Yeah. You know, like I was invited over to Coach Jones' house at one point and did karaoke in front of the entire football staff and the recruits and their families and all that. And yeah. I did karaoke with my zipper down by accident.
2: Yeah. It's weird. Have you been invited back since?
1: If you remember, this was a sore spot. This was the time I was invited one weekend and then the next weekend. Like this is legit. Maybe we should talk to Butch about this. I was uninvited. I was told there wasn't enough room. I'm Hang like, on. it's just me and my wife. What are we going to do? We don't take up that much
2: space. Uninvited like you were on the list and then they marked you out or you got there and they marked you out or was there just not enough room and you're being dramatic? No, I'm
1: not being dramatic at all. I was told to be there the one weekend and the next weekend and then somebody, it wasn't Butch, but it was somebody else who reached out and said, no, there's not enough room now. I said, well, I mean, if y'all need me, I don't even have to eat. If, this, if it's a big deal, if you don't want to have to feed me a steak from from the barbecue place. It's probably
2: Butch's wife. Like, hey, whoever that guy was that came in and sang and, and had a zipper down, keep that guy out of here.
1: Oh, you think that? <clears throat> We're going to blame Barb on this? <laughs> I'm going to confront him now.
2: Oh, are you? Now that I think
1: about this, uh-huh. I'm better friends with Pilato.
2: Well, okay. I am. I'm better friends with Pilato. Oh, okay. I'm announcing well, it. That, that'll help your case right there, announcing that. I'm announcing it
1: publicly. Okay. Did you hear it? You just did. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm okay. announcing it. Yeah, we're better friends with Pilato. Okay. Forgot I got booted. Actually, Butch ain't going to be on today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Brandon Baxter in the morning. And Kelly Perry,
1: I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday
0: to you. Happy birthday to you. Ah, Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. You for it.
1: Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today. It's Wednesday, June the 15th of 2022. Local birthdays, local celebrities. Here we go. Happy birthday goes out to J.W. Wingfield, who celebrates a birthday today. Paul Wines of Ozark celebrating T.J. Tillman of Jonesboro has a birthday. Tony Dennison in West Memphis. Taylor Blankenship of Jonesboro celebrates her birthday today, so happy birthday. Julie Fields of Hoxie. We have Patrick Willow of Harrisburg celebrating today. And Eric Johnson of the Jonesboro Police Department celebrates a birthday today as well, so a special happy birthday.
2: Happy birthday.
1: And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say...
2: Happy birthday! To
1: all y'all, and you celebrate with these celebrities.
2: Northwest is nine years old today. That's Kim and Kanye's daughter. Happy birthday to Neil Patrick Harris, who is 49, from How I Met Your Mother and Doogie Hauser. Happy birthday to Leah Remini, who is 52, from King of Queens.
1: She's on some game show right now on the Game Show Network. It's like really? It's like a crossword puzzle, mm-hmm. but it's celebrity. I think you'd be really good oh, at it. Okay. I think it's called People's Puzzle or mm. The Puzzler or something like okay. that. The People Puzzler. Let's check it out. Puzzling People. Oh, okay. Uh, Leah Remini, happy birthday.
2: Happy birthday today to rapper and actor Ice Cube, who is 53. Happy birthday. happy birthday to Helen Hunt, who is 59, from Mad About You and As Good As It Gets. Jim Belushi is 68 today from Aquarius according to Jim. Happy birthday to Steve Walsh, who is 71, the lead singer from Kansas. Steve Walsh of
1: Kansas, 71 years old today.
2: Happy birthday to Russell Hitchcock, who is 73, one half of Air Supply. I'm all out of love. I'm,
3: I'm
2: so, so lost lost you. Say that I was so
1: wrong. Happy birthday to Russell Hitchcock of Air Supply, 73 today
2: And happy birthday today to Courtney Cox, who is oh, 58 yeah. Of course, Monica from
1: France And we'll celebrate with this one today Oh, Monica Geller, the chef A little high-strung at times No
0: one told you that was gonna, gonna be this way Jobs and jokes you broke, you've lost lost your love, way. It's like you're always stuck in second gear. But when it hasn't been your, your day, day, your week, your month, or well, even your year, but I'll be there for you.
1: birthday goes out to my good friend, Courtney Cox, who turns 58 today. (laughs) Happy birthday, Courtney. Hope you have a good one.
0: Brandon Baxter in the morning.
1: All right. Good morning, Arkansas. It is time to celebrate. It's time for an Arkansas morning show.
2: High five. High five.
1: Hey, a big high five goes out today to a couple of people with razorback ties who have just now signed with WWE. Let's hear it. They've signed with World Wrestling Entertainment. So they're doing, WWE's doing this thing called the Next In Line Class, where they're trying to go out and find athletes who are like college athletes who could be recruited into the WWE system and learn to become, you know, WWE superstars. So a couple of uh, Arkansas people with Arkansas ties have been signed to WWE. Uh, congratulations goes out to former Razorback Ruben Banks. So he holds the Arkansas school record in the weight throw as a freshman. He set wow. that back in uh, 2021. He's 6'4 and 270. <laughs> and he's been signed to WWE. And congratulations to Allie Maddox, who is a 5'7 dance and cheer athlete, who is currently going to Ole Miss, but went to Little Rock Christian Academy. That's awesome. So again, both of yeah. these have been signed to WWE. They'll report... To the Performance Center um, in Orlando and learn to become professional wrestlers. You
2: know, their families are so
1: excited. And Arkansas people making yeah. it. That's awesome stuff right there. So here's to you, Ruben Banks and Ali Maddox. It's an Arkansas's morning show. High five!
5: High five!
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry.
1: We're joined this morning by Craig Pomrenke of the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center. I believe Craig was traveling to, in wrestling terms, what we would call parts unknown. (laughs) Yes. (laughs)
3: Craig. That's that's right.
1: (laughs) How are you this morning, man?
3: I'm great. I'm great. You know, I... I could say it was done on purpose so I could get two plugs out of the deal, but oh, oh yeah. see, that's yeah, what he is. Craig.
1: he's a smart man. Hey, we tried to do the best we could to talk about the doggy wash coming up uh, this weekend. Tell me why the embassy has decided to do a doggy wash uh, to raise money for stuff the bus.
3: Well, we have a lot of dog lovers in our hotel. We're a, we're an active supporter of Arkansas Pet Savers, and, and probably half the staff has got dogs. And they decided last year they wanted to try this program, and it worked really well. We raised almost seven hundred dollars for stuff to bus, but we did it in July. And so we thought, hey, let's do it in June this year. It should be a little cooler. And of course, we picked <laughs> a week where it's <laughs> high. So, um, <laughs> so we're still going to do it. We've got a, a bunch of tents lined up, and we're going to try to keep them as cool as possible. And we're going to open up that, that Delta Ballroom and let people go in there and get some relief from the heat and so forth. So we're excited to have it. It's a it's a fun event. Staff really gets into it; they enjoy doing it. And um, yeah, just bring the dog out and give some money for the stuff with us.
1: So, do you have little pools, or do you have hoses, or what does this visually look like when we show up?
3: Oh my gosh, they came up with some pretty cool contraptions. I mean, there's a it's like it's like going through Tommy's car wash, but you don't have <laughs> you know all the bells and whistles. Right, the dog comes through and he gets. You know, he or she get wet, and then there's like the rinse station and the wash station. It's it's pretty cool (laughs) how they set it
1: up. One of the things Craig was saying before we get on the air is he's going to make Scutero wash the undercarriage, much like Tommy's wash.
3: Absolutely, (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Uh, Scut's going to be the undercarriage guy. Oh, man. Hey, the, the, seriously, though, stuff the bus. That's such a great deal because there are so many kids, and we talked about this a few minutes ago, who are going to be, uh, you know, who are every single year. They don't have the school supplies they need. It's uh, it's, you know, something that costs quite a bit, especially as the school supply lists have grown. But in 2022, as we look at inflation, as we look at gas prices and food, I would assume there's going to be more people in need for school supplies this year.
3: Oh, you got to believe it. You know anything, anything anybody can do to help, we should we should help. I mean, but, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are still pretty fortunate, pretty blessed, and you know, they need to come out and help out too. So, we, we need to do what we can to, to get this thing close to a thousand dollars.
1: So, is it going to be a deal where we just donate what we want, or is it a certain fee per dog, or how does that work?
3: Yeah, it's pretty much a free will donation. I mean, last year we had we had one lady come in and, and bring in one dog, and she gave us a hundred dollars. So, wow. you know, we'll, we'll take we'll take whatever we can get.
1: So that's happening this weekend from 10 until 2 at the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center, the doggy wash to raise money for Stuff the Bus with United Way. But, Craig, you know, I saw, too, on uh, your social media that you guys are expanding catering. Uh, Kelly and I love to come there and and have your catering because, you know, your crew is just amazing, executive chefs, and and the food's great. But now you're doing a deal where you can take that off-premises, too. I didn't realize you were thinking about that.
3: Yeah, we decided it's something we were going to do when we first opened up and then, you know, when COVID came that we, we kind of shut things down, but we um you know, we own everything, right? We own tables and chairs and plates and silverware and all that kind of good stuff and and um, you know, we've got the capabilities to do all of that. We can do catering from 10 to 1,000 people uh, at somebody's location if they need us to. And we do it all there. We're we we a pretty good reputation for our food quality, as you know, and yeah. we're ready to kind of take that out a little bit further. Sometimes people don't need to come to a hotel or come to a ballroom, but they want to do something at their home or their business, uh, and we can do that. You know, we're, we're fully ready to go and do that.
1: Man, I can stand right there behind mm-hmm. all that food we had on the Cinco de Mayo yes. celebration.
3: I wanted to go through that line, and
1: I think I went through it twice. I could have gone through that probably for two or three hours.
3: Yeah, they can have that and anything else that they want that we can prepare for them.
1: So that's a part of Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center as well. And I noticed you guys put up a picture. You're kind of gearing up for A-State football because, man, I mean, now that we look at it, it seems like it's so far away when the season ends. But it really is just a couple months away at this point.
3: 81 days and counting, my friend. So we are We are close. <laughs>
1: So, in the best spot to pregame and to tailgate and all that stuff is to do that at the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center. There's so many different ways you can tailgate Houlihan's. You can uh, come inside and hang with us in the lobby. Uh, we love we love that spot, and we can't wait to get back out there with you, Craig.
3: Yep. No, we're going to have you all back there, and then we're going to redo our dock parties this year. We're going to have it actually focus more on the hula hand side um you know facing the the football stadium. We think there'll be better visibility there for that. So we're we're kind of revamping that whole thing. So it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a party zone, that's for sure.
1: It's the embassy suites, Red Wolf Convention Center and the doggy wash happens this weekend. Craig Pomrinke joins us this morning and we hope you have a great day, man, and tell your team we said hello, okay?
3: No, thank you. Thank All sorry right. about that technical stuff today, so I owe you guys for that one. Okay. You're
1: good man. We'll see you. All <laughs>
3: right. Thanks. Bye-bye.
1: It's Craig Pomrinky on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families,
0: Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families, Inc.
5: We'll get back to the show.
0: Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry.
1: We're joined this morning by the head coach of A-State Football, Coach Butch Jones. What's up, man? How are you?
6: Well, good morning. I appreciate the opportunity and Just in the middle of a full-filled and hectic June, so June 15th. So it's been, uh, you know, the way the calendar now, everyone says, well, what do you do in June? And really, June has kind of become one of the most prevalent uh, months in our calendar year and one of the busiest. So we're full go right now. We have the, the final day of youth camp. So we started yesterday with youth camp. We had over 200 Youngsters in our camp last year, we had a hundred. So I believe this year we got about 210. Wow. So it's wow. been a, a great, uh, great start to the camp season. So we're looking forward to concluding that.
1: I can tell that you've been busy because, you know, you and I kind of stay in pretty regular contact. And then, you know, we kind of, you know, we drifted away for a second. We kind of fell apart. I don't know if we (laughs) broke up or what happened. But I saw this past weekend that you guys were jam-packed with tons of students who were coming in from all over uh, to be a part of A-State football. And it really seems like it really seems like this year you have the ball rolling in the right direction. What were you doing this past weekend?
6: Well, we do. First of all, I want to answer the first question. We have not broken up. I still love you. Okay, good. So, I was worse. We're still good. We're still good that way. But uh, you know, we had to start to our uh, to our camp season. We had over a thousand students on our campus. Uh, we had a Friday Night Lights camp with over two hundred, and then we had our first annual Battle in the Borough seven on seven camp and offensive and defensive line camp going on at the same time. We had over eight hundred individuals. We had four different states represented with teams coming to Jonesboro for this. And I tell you what, it was a great day. But, you know, here's the thing is it doesn't only benefit Arkansas State football. This mm-hmm. benefits benefits the entire university system because we are bringing individuals and we're really kind of introducing them to Arkansas State University, the Jonesboro community. So every place we've been, we've been able to gain regular students for our admissions office. So there's a lot that goes into these weekends, but we had a 1,000-plus students on our campus, which was great. Uh, we have our pack party. This Friday is our big annual now recruiting event where we have our top prospects in from all over the country. I think we have seven different states wow. represented in that group. And then for anyone wanting to uh, become better football players, we're back at it on Saturday. The next two Saturdays, you can go to astatefootball.com, and we're actually in our one-day camps again.
1: So what does that look like for people who want to kind of see where they stand? What, what do they do at those camps?
6: Well, these camps serve so many purposes. A lot of individuals come. Obviously, they have a goal in mind to get a, a scholarship to play football. We have a lot of institutions, not just from, from our university. Obviously, they're coached by our players and our coaches. But we also have other schools, uh, that represent themselves and come and evaluate the talent. So a lot of individuals come where they're looking for scholarships and then others are come just to be better football players. And that's what I love about it. So the camp serves so many purposes. It's about three hours and they're coached and you play football and you become better. And you know, how do you get better or something? You just have to meticulously do it over and over again. So again, I enjoy this meeting all the kids and, you know, on top of that, with our June and so with the NCAA rule, we're allowed to either host or be a part of 10 camps. Right. So you have a 10 camp maximum. So we have six camps on our campus, and then our coaches have been all over the country trying to maximize our 10 days of being at other institutions' camps as well for evaluation purposes for next, next year's really two years out as well from recruiting classes.
1: So tell me what that looks like because I've seen you know I I follow all the coaches and stuff like that and I see all these different people who you're bringing in and I know you know you're competing with uh, schools that are larger than Arkansas State in many cases for some of these uh, you know elite types of talent that you're kind of going after. What are you selling them when they're coming into Arkansas State? What are they buying into when they commit to Arkansas State and maybe not one of those bigger schools who is kind of sniffing them too?
6: Sure. Well, we have to be different. Obviously, when you're recruiting against other in in institutions that that maybe have some competitive advantage over you. We always talk about we got to lead the country in innovation, Mm -hmm. and we have to be different. And What's going to separate ourselves? I think, first of all, it starts with our coaching staff. They're great representatives of Arkansas State football. It's about building relationships, trust. Our current players have been our best ambassadors for our football program. And then we have a lot to offer at this university. You look at the facilities that we have, you look at the Jonesboro community. So there's a lot that we sell. There's playing time. You know, there's there's the opportunity to win. I think there's, you know, there's a reputation involved of what we've done at the other places as well. So there's a lot that goes into it. And every individual you look at, they have kind of a different report card. Some things are more important than others. And then, you know, you can't hide behind the name, likeness, and image. That plays a big part of it, too. And I think a lot of times people think, oh, Name, likeness, and image, that's only for the Alabamas and the Georgias, the Ohio states. Well, no, name, likeness, and image is for real, and it's hit our, it's hit our level, and every individual that we recruit is cognizant of what that is. So that's another way, too, that, that, you know, the way we recruit, and we have to continue to stay innovative in that approach as well.
1: Tell me your thoughts on the whole portal and the fact that people can go and transfer. And, you know, you guys go in and I've watched how your coaches go after players and, and the love and the, and the fact that you guys open up your homes and your hearts and you, you really want to guide them. Uh, what do you feel about that transfer portal now? As we look at it, it's been going for a minute and, you know, sometimes you recruit these players really hard and, and then all of a sudden they're going, eh, I'm not really sure. I want to see what else is out there. How does that hit Butch Jones today?
6: Well, I think you have to adapt and adjust, and it's kind of the way of the world. It's 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 where we're at right now, and it's not going away. The difference now is is it's the first time where name likeness and image and the transfer portal have coexisted. Gotcha. So that is kind of adds up to something, and we're in uncharted territories. And I'm sure you read and you see all the things that are going around in the landscape of college football. But yeah. I think for us, it's we have to initially find the right fit. You have to currently recruit your student-athletes all the time. But, you know, the transfer portal can be healthy, too. It's been extremely healthy for us. You know, we've been able to add, I think, some very valuable additions to our roster. And then individuals that that think that maybe they need a new opportunity, uh, you know, that, that they can go somewhere else. And I think some of the individuals that have left, they've been our biggest resources because, you know, the grass isn't always greener, so to speak, you know, <laughs> so they've been calling back to our players saying, hey, you guys better realize what you have. But, you know, there's a lot of nuances that go on in and every we treat every case, every transfer portal case on an individual basis. But, you know, our biggest thing is we're going to create the best version of every individual we can. And we're here to create value for them on a daily basis. And football is just a very small part of that. Yeah. You look at this offseason in terms of our champions in the community program, reading with the Red Wolves, all these things. We've done more community service hours than we've done combined in the last five years here. Yeah. And I think that's important. It's important for everyone to have kind of an affinity in, in our community for Arkansas State University. And I want them to know our players and our program on a first-name basis. So the only way you do that is you have to go out and be embedded in the community.
1: When you're doing that, I wanted to give you a couple of examples from just people that I talk to. Because, you know, there's part of me that thinks, well, maybe, you know, Butch is is nice to us because, you know, we've met it through multiple different events. And, you know, I do the hosting with Arkansas State football and, and the radio and all that stuff. But, Butch, I hear from people probably once a week from somebody who's encountered you out in public. And I just had this the other day from uh, Don Lair from Family Zinc. Uh, and she was like, hey, her family had the chance to meet you the other night. They were at an event uh, at the country club and they had the chance to meet you and the other coaches. And they were just speaking so highly about the way that you and Barb and everybody else was dealing with the people at that event. So what you're saying is you're going out there to make those impressions. And the great news is you're making great impressions in this community.
6: Well, I think the, the big thing about it is it's genuine and it's authentic. Yeah. And we love being here. And, again, when you go back to what are you recruiting, you know, how do you get individuals to come to Arkansas State? Well, first and foremost, the number one selling point is the people. You know, the people that we have here at the university, the people that we have in this community. And then we sell, we sell Red Wolf. Yeah. You know, we take these prospective student-athletes and we drive down Red Wolf and all the different storefronts that have all the Arkansas state in their storefronts and all that, that goes a long way. So you remember when I stepped to the podium on signing date and I said, it takes a community to really create a great recruiting class. And that's what this community has done. So I love being around our people and we love being here.
1: Let's talk about the new vice chancellor of intercollegiate athletics, because, you know, when I first saw the name, of course, I did the research and, Jeff Purinton's gone, uh, you know, come from Alabama. So I'm assuming that you're kind of familiar with the guy. What do you think? Is he gonna be a good fit for Northeast Arkansas?
6: Well, very familiar with Jeff, and obviously we were at Alabama for three years and he had been there for fifteen years. I think he's only one of two employees in that building were that were part of Coach Sabin's original staff, I believe mm-hmm. in two thousand seven when he went to Alabama. But when you look at Jeff first and foremost, a family person wife, two great daughters, but people person. He is one of us. He will be in the community. He'll be around. And I know that he's been playing in a number of golf outings. His golf game's struggling a little bit. So <laughs> if you get a chance, you can, you can tell him about that. But no, he he's going to be a great fit for us. And he knows what great looks like. And I tell everyone, he had the most demanding job in the United States of America when it comes to collegiate athletics, because he had to deal with the man in the straw hat every day. right? And so, you know, everyone thinks that Alabama has all these resources and all that, but the stress that comes along with being at Alabama is you have to be innovative because everybody's chasing you. Yeah. So you have to work to outthink people. You have to outrelationship people. And so for us to be able to add Jeff Puritan as our vice chancellor and director of athletics – is a great hire for us and i know when everyone meets him in the community they're going to feel the same way
2: have you warned him about brandon oh kelly come on now
6: i have not had enough time yet so that's about a two-hour conversation (laughs) i I have when i get jeff's ear i have to kind of pick my spots and he's been so busy so that's a longer conversation coming down the road.
2: And here's the thing. You do have so much support in this community, including my own. But there is one person that is trying to uh, make you fight other people. No, no, and no. I don't know if you heard him no. earlier this morning. His name is Brandon. And no. he said that he would enjoy to see you and Coach Mike Bilotto, no. uh fight to see who no, was going to be didn't his best that. friend. I didn't say fight. 100% you said it. I didn't say fight. So you know what?
1: anyway.
6: Brandon would never do anything like that.
2: Yeah, that's right. Oh, oh I
6: would of course. Never. Thanks, Coach. Um, he, he just, that's not in him. And I tell you what, I've enjoyed, I've had a couple great outings with Coach Pilato and enjoyed really to spend some time with them. And that's the thing too, you know, we have so many resources here of individuals and, you know, it's all about getting better and getting ideas and how can we make Arkansas State better. And again, you know, when we hire a new chancellor, there, there's a lot of great energy in synergy right now surrounding our institution.
1: I just got a text from Bilotto. He's on his way to the studio, (laughs) and he says he's not really a fan of yours.
6: (laughs) Brandon, you you are such a liar. I got the same text. But it said he wasn't a fan of yours. If he wanted to fight you. So I don't know how that how you that got misconstrued. Uh-huh. Son
1: of a gun! Uh-huh. Hey, tell your family we said hi. I was bragging on them to Don Lair the other day as well. Because again, when you guys came in, uh, you know we had, we had really great relationships with uh, previous regimes, and we were wondering, hey, what's it going to be like with this new coach and the new family and now a new athletic director? But Everything that we've experienced with you guys has been fantastic, and we just can't wait until the whole community can get to know you kind of like we do.
6: Well, it's a family event, and that's, you know, what I said at the golf outing the other night is, you know, this is our community football program. This is our community institution, and we need everybody on board. And, you know, before we get off, our kids have been working exceptionally hard. We're in week three of our summer strength and conditioning program and uh, completely different culture right now, mindset, leadership. Players have done a great job. I think we've been able to really add some great, great additions. Um, we have some surprises coming down the road that we're going to announce here in a little bit that I think everyone's going to get really excited about as well to kind of help our football team. So there's a lot of great positive things going on, but our players have worked exceptionally hard to date. We're still not there yet where we need to be as a football program, but we're getting closer and closer. And, uh, you know, this recruiting season is going to be really important to us. All of our freshmen are here. And I don't usually like to talk like this, but they're every bit as good as advertised. Not only are they really talented football players, but they're great people, but they're great competitors. Two Saturday nights ago, I got a call at 930 at night, and uh, one of our coaches came up to get something out of his office. And we had 22 players in our, in working out on their own on a Saturday wow. night. And that kind of shows that mindset that, that we're building here.
1: So, again, the Butch Jones prospect camps happen this coming Saturday and next Saturday. And, Coach, if people want to find out more about the camps, where can they grab that information?
6: Well, very easy. They can go to astatefootball.com. And uh, those two camps are 12 to 4. Registration begins at 11. And uh, we will have one other camp in July, and they're welcome to walk up as well and join the camp at that particular time as well.
1: Hey, man, we appreciate you taking time to talk to us. Dang, I missed you guys. Well, we we missed you too, too, man. We'll come see you soon and tell the family we said hello, okay?
6: Look forward to it. Thanks again. Wolf's up. All right, wolves up.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this yeah. is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey,
5: welcome back, everybody.
0: Powered by Family Zinc.
5: We'll get back to the
0: show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly
1: Perry. <laughs> We're joined in studio this morning by Coach Mike Bellotto from A-State Men's Basketball, who unfortunately has just now lost his hearing. Can we even hear you? Hello. What? what? Are you... Were those headphones a little too loud? I mean, it was great music, but geez, I mean, you
2: have
7: to have them at level 96? You know, That's how we yeah. hear them every day. Really? You guys we, okay? Yeah, uh, we keep
2: ours very, very loud.
7: Well, good. I can hear now. Okay,
1: so you're better. What's up, my guy? Okay. Did you hear Coach Butch Jones talking trash about you? Brandon, no, I li- Here you, you go again. I'm going to show you what I texted him. No, you didn't. Baxter. No, I did. I did. Right when I
7: heard it, I'm, I almost crashed texting him. <laughs>
0: The and I said to him, talker. we should
7: tag team and beat up
0: Brandon. Thank
7: you. And and I want to help. Too. He texted back, yes, <laughs> I'm in. into. In but but I tell you what, guys, Butch Jones, man, uh, how how special we are to have mm-hmm. him uh as our football coach. Well, I've spent some time with him, you know, over the last month and we've not just professional mm-hmm. um atmosphere, but like just dinner and things like that yep. he's an first of all intelligence level is off the charts and he's he's got so so much charisma and he I'm so excited to see his team cuz I know he's going to put his
1: fingerprints on it so what's it like for you, you know, when he comes in, right, all of a sudden we have a new football coach, right. and you guys obviously would pass and maybe be in executive meetings together, but I mean, it, it took a long time for you guys to really have the chance to, to kind of connect.
7: Yeah, he did, because he came, and all of a sudden, when he got here, it he was like to work, recruiting, yeah. and you know, he had the spring, um, the fall coming up, and... I'm trying to get a team ready, and then I was able to watch him, you know, the games and play, and I just went by his office, I think, mid-season last year, and we we sat down and talked, and that's when I really got to, like, just say, hey, listen, I'm here, you know, if like, we can ever, you ever need anything, you want to go grab, you know, a drink or something, because we, we coaches need that sometimes, yeah. <laughs> like, just, just to get away and... You know, from that point on, we're able to get more connected when the season got over. He came to our games, you know, which, and he was a big, big fan of ours. And I want him to come, you know, talk to our team. I think it'd be good for our guys to see a different perspective sometimes. So, um, I, I know he's going to do great things here and, and just because of who he is. So I'm excited to see this program kind of, kind of move forward.
1: What makes me happy because obviously, and we joke about it, but you know, you two guys, I consider you guys both very good friends. Mm -hmm. So the idea that, you know, to know that that bond is there between you guys as well, because you're battling some of the the same things. It might be a different sport, but if that, it's athletics. No question. The whole, the whole, uh, the whole landscape of college athletics. Has shifted. We talked to Butch about that. How's that impacted A State men's basketball? It's it's been it's been a challenge. You know, I will say I'm
7: I'm I'm so excited about the new guys coming in. We finally had our first you know five on five live session yesterday in a very short time um and and the and the, the old guys obviously will show you what they got a couple guys are, are out because they're injured but the new guys really did a great job like they jumped in and I, we're going full force so I'm not holding anything back uh with them I'm trying to I'm expecting them to get stuff pick up stuff quickly and I was really impressed yesterday you know, uh, I, I really was, and, and I'm, I'm excited about it, but the landscape has changed. Yep. It, it, it just has. Like, we're going to have to roll with the times, and we're going to have to figure out a way positively to continue to be successful at this level with, with other people coming in and, and trying to take our guys, poach our guys. You know I me. Mean? I'm not going to hold anything sure, back, yeah. so uh, that's what they do. So we just got to make sure our guys stay here, and they're happy with where they're at, and they're successful.
1: Does that mean, essentially, that you're always recruiting, though? Because let's say they come in, you have somebody who gets red hot. Somebody comes in, they offer them a ton of money, and they, they leave. Yeah. That's kind of the reality of where we are. Does that mean, like, as a head coach, you always have to be looking for the next person?
7: You you, you have to have, uh, in your mindset, I think recruiting, but I think kind of continue to re-recruit your own guys, okay. not so much others, right? Because you want to keep the guys that you have. They're here for a reason. Sure. So for us, it hasn't been really been that big of an adjustment because – I think we've done a fairly good job of keeping guys uh, feeling like they're really wanted here, which they are. Like the year that COVID hit, that was the first year that the transfer portal came into effect. Well, we didn't lose anybody that year. You know what I mean? That shows kind of like the the landscape of our program and the community and all that. So we got to continue to do that because you never want to take for granted those that come here and then... Kind of feel okay. We got them. Let's go get the next one. Like the sure. most important people are the ones in uniform now. So that's the ones that we got to really got to keep happy and, and good relationships with. And that's what we're doing.
1: You talk a lot about <clears throat> culture. You want to have the right culture. Where do you feel about your team now? Let's say you have somebody who's coming in, right? Mm. And you're hearing great things about this one player who could be a superstar, uh, but they come in and it doesn't feel like they they're, they're going to fit. Is that somebody because they have this potential you still bring in? Is that somebody you try to fix? Or do you say, hey, you didn't jive with the crew. We're going to have to move on.
7: Yeah, you know, one thing that we've done, I think a good thing, is that we try to uh, evaluate and decipher early when the recruiting process, you know what we do is we we try to bring in really good character, and we've done, we've been very lucky and very blessed to have young men that represent themselves in the community well. So when we do that, we usually see that a lot of them do fit because we know their characters right. The, sure. the, 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 at that time, then you have to start evaluating, make sure you evaluate the talent correctly, and I, you know the guys that we brought in have played. So you know we we've done uh, a, a decent job of knowing. Talent level and improving talent level every year. I mean, I can't remember the last time. I think Chico Fletcher was the last player of the year Arkansas State had. And then we had just had Norsehead. And then, you know, he went off to Miami. And no hard feelings. I love him, you know. Good luck to him. But I'm excited
1: about the guys that are in uniform now. Who are you bringing in that you're excited about? People that you brought onto campus that you're trying to show off Arkansas State to?
7: Uh, Well, we can't talk specifically about certain recruits, but I can tell you about the new guys. Okay, tell me who you got. I'll, I'll say it's really hard for me to pick out one. Because all of them have given me things to get excited about at different times in practice, um, but like I'm gonna I'm gonna name four names because that's who the ones that are playing now: uh, Mac Mansiel Terrence Ford, uh, aladdin Baltaieb, AB, right? That's the easiest way to call them. Yeah. And and thank you. And Isaiah Nelson, like I have them all on one team. Yeah. I have one returner with them, Nick Tingling, who was a walk-on force last year, very good player. And they're all like going against Fields and Antoine Jackson and Marquise Davis and Avery Feltz. And I, you know, yesterday was pretty competitive. Now, now the older guys won, but the new guys like picked up stuff pretty quickly. That's awesome. So I'm excited about all of them because they're all going to do great things at some point.
1: Let's talk about what you're doing with these summer camps. Kelly and I have had the chance to attend your summer camp, right? right? And we saw the fun, we saw the atmosphere, we saw these kids who would walk into the gym. And their eyes light up because they're getting to go down there, and they're getting to be coached right. by the the coaching staff of Arkansas State Men's Basketball. They're getting to meet the players they watch on the court. Yep. What's this like for those young uh, those young men and women who come to your summer camp?
7: Yeah, this is uh, people laugh because, like. Coaches talk about camp. This is really one of my my favorite times of the year. Like I love camp. You know, I know I've told the story before, but when I was at the University of Miami camp, when I was like twelve or thirteen, my my goal was to play in front of Coach Hamilton, who, funny enough, coached AB. Last year, Florida State. So it's kind of like funny how that works. But my whole goal when I got to Miami camp at 13 was like, I'm going to get a scholarship right now. At 13. (laughs) You know, you you, you think like I'm at the University of Miami. Like I'm going to ball out here. Sure, yeah. And and Coach Hamilton is going to call me in his office. And that's what you go into camp thinking. And then I can remember he was such a busy guy. I never saw him at camp. And I was like, man, where's he at? So I can play in front of him. So I always said to myself, if I ever run a camp, I want to be there every day because I want to make sure these little guys, we build a relationship, but I get to see him. You never know who's going to. You know, Parker St. Pierre is a walk-on for me. He started with me at camp at 12, so he's on our yeah. team now, right? So uh, it's an exciting time for me to be in front of all these little little boys and girls because not only are they wanting to get better as players or learn the game, but they're fans, too. They come to games, right? Yeah. So they, they're part of our fan base, um, and I'm there every day. And it's like to see them where they start on Monday morning at 830 when they walk in with a ball under their arm and they're standing in the corner and they yeah. don't want to do anything – to running up to me with a certificate saying, you know, I won whatever challenge.
2: What's cool though, it's a it's a family affair for you guys because your wife's there. She's basically the nurse. She's the one that's giving hugs. She's helping. She's she's giving snacks out, and then your kids are there too. So y'all are all involved. So yep. when you drop your kid off there, I'm like, they're with the Bolatto. Oh, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> it's Mama, a family. Yeah, Mama Bellato's there. It's fine. She you know?
7: she's like the. You're right. She's like the the the. Canteen supervisor. Yeah. She's like the nurse. They're She's like the, the, the therapist. You know, she <laughs> talks to all. The, I walk out one time and we're getting camped together. And I look outside and I just hear laughter. And there's a group of like seven moms. And get, guess who's in the middle? Of course, and I'm like, You know, we got camp in two minutes. Can we can we get going here? She's like, you do your thing. I'll do mine. I'm I think like, there's a bit she does
2: it. about you that she does for all the moms. So yeah.
7: you might want. I'm to sure. Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure that. there is. And that's why they all <laughs> turned to me at the same time and laughed. But but. <laughs> Who's your
1: camp open to, though? Like, who's good for this camp?
7: You know, you you can love the game, right? Because we do a lot of things skill-wise. A lot of games, a lot of competitive stuff. But it's not only for ones that like the game. Like, if you're a young boy girl or mom that knows her son or daughter is maybe thinking about playing basketball or wants them to look into another sport, you don't have to be the best player to go to this camp. Like, this camp is for people to not only compete if they're good already – and challenge them but also if the if I'm if they're thinking about maybe playing this is a camp that you can walk in and feel comfortable yeah. you know sometimes you think camp you walk in I got to be good or I'm going to stick out it's not like that at all like we teach and we have a lot of fun and it's about camaraderie and it's about teaching like how to deal with other people it's about meeting the players it's about meeting the staff because that's how you gain 80% of our kids that are registered right now are all repeat campers. Oh, that's awesome. 80%. See what I mean? That's what excites me. They've had fun. And I've had, you know, Aiden and Addie's group is the biggest one. They started when they got here at seven years old, five, six years ago. So that group is like 67 kids, and all of them are returners from when they started when Aiden and Addie when I first got here. That's true. That's the cool thing for me, like (laughs) to see them come back. So we want to continue to grow it. It's getting really full yeah, Like we're trying to figure out We're trying to be innovative About getting more baskets Because it's real But I'm going to keep it open My wife says You got to cut it off I said no She said where are we going to put them I said I don't know But we'll figure it out
2: Brandon has a gull in his uh, driveway yeah. 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 We'll go We'll do a station at your spot Just don't I, I, let him be the shooting coach Oh What listen His one, wife No I've no, seen him don't, shoot Don't do
1: it Don't <laughs> I've right. Two hands <laughs> I'm going I'm going I think back, his back to Lake comes up. Okay, like this. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm going back to Coach Jones. <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> These two guys.
7: <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's next week. Starts Monday. We get rocking and rolling. So I'm excited about it.
1: Where can they sign up if they if they want to squeeze in at the last minute? Where can they get in?
7: Go to Mike Balado Basketball Camps with an S at the end. Mike Basketball Camps dot com, and it's an easy process. Just yeah. go right there and register, and uh, you know, put all your information in there, and. um I'm hoping we have space. If it gets cut off on the website, and you see it, it, it says it's it's closed. Walk up Monday morning, and and we'll we'll, we'll take some walk ups as well. Because if
1: they're there, you're not going to tell them. Um, that. I, there's absolutely no
7: way. I mean, might have been a
1: heartbreaker in life, but you're not going to yeah, break the heart. You have of kids. to put a
7: limit right on the website because we have we have, we have a website, so <laughs> we got to put a limit on it. Yeah. And I told the guy at the website like I don't want a limit. The guy's like, well. You know, it doesn't work that way. So I, I'm telling everybody if they want to come and they can't get on, go on there and sign up. If you can, great. If not, walk up Monday morning. I am not turning anybody back. What if he's forty five? Uh, he's gotta pay double. <laughs> <laughs> and Do make think- one and make one layup before we let him in front. Oh, that
0: requires me to run. He'll <laughs> never get in the door.
1: Could you help buy a free throw? No, I've okay, seen it. See? Oh, well, Actually, wow. you know what? I take that back. I,
7: I consider myself a person that loves to teach people. So if you give me six months, I can make oh, and, okay. and get the rim.
1: Six wow. months to the rim. That's By brutal. the way, can okay. we can we
7: talk? Can we talk about the tortilla challenge that I saw yesterday? Did you like that? Listen, Kelly. Congratulations I've never seen And I've seen that That trend right Yeah I've never seen A tortilla uppercut That's a, that, was, that was phenomenal <laughs> Kelly threw Thank the you. Kelly threw the Quesadilla <laughs> at you <laughs> Cause <laughs> I'm <laughs> waiting
1: I'm waiting for it To hit here <laughs> Yeah She it threw was, the uppercut That was phenomenal She completely said And then she lost She threw the You know and, what
2: It doesn't matter It was one of the Greatest <laughs> moments of my life To be able to <sighs> That um, first
7: slap When she slapped it With that first one I said that tortilla That, that was a hard one
1: me <laughs> Can can we do this? Because we've talked about having a battle between you and Butch.
7: Yeah. A oh, tortilla uh-uh. challenge. Yeah. Right. Coach Jones, if you're listening, uh-uh. we yeah. want to we want to do a tortilla challenge. A hundred percent. We got to do that. You-
2: Coach Jones, I have nothing to do. with Can this? y'all do
1: it in here?
7: Absolutely. If okay. Coach agrees, we'll do it one morning.
1: Okay. You know that's going mean? to be the deal. Can you imagine? Do you realize, though, this would go viral and your career? This would be something that would be online forever. I, I don't care. This is that's the whole okay. point. If you're good,
2: I'm you good. You know what's going to happen, Brandon. What's that? They're both going to, one's going to get to hit you with the tortilla. The other one's going to hit you with the tortilla, and you're the one that's going to get hit. No. You know? no.
7: What, you listen, tag team, buddy. We got it right here on text. No, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Again, the, the website for the basketball camp.
7: Yeah, Mike Bellotto Basketball Camps with an S at the end.com. Please sign up. Bring your, bring your, you know, boys and girls. Um, We want, we want kids in the gym. We want them to learn. We want them to have fun. If you need shopping time, if you need some time to relax, it it is not like nine to 12 either. Nine to five. You have an entire day. It's a long day. Yeah, Yeah, it it is, but I enjoy it as much time as I can. Bring them, leave them. We'll take care of them. um, And they'll go home really, really tired. So they go home, eat dinner and go to
1: bed. So if you want a full day of relaxation,
7: (laughs) bring up to camp uh, next
1: week. You just now sold a ton of parents. Yep. Yeah. The parents are like, I don't know about basketball, but <laughs> yeah. I want them to go to bed when I get so. Hey, Mike Bellotto's babysitting my kids yes. this week. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> it's Coach Mike Bilotto this morning on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families, Inc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're
1: joined this morning by the man you need. Yay. He is dr kevin reed he is man's best friend he is our best friend and he is the veterinarian of choice of the brandon baxter in the morning radio program it's dr kevin reed from vet care vet care.com wet nose wednesday dr reed i understand even though it's going to be about i don't know 97 today you got your day started pretty early right
4: we, we started yeah we're already working on some that have been dropped off early so it's gonna be a good good day
1: Hey, so our newest dog, the uh, Cavapoo, number one, like a Cavapoo, what should the weight of a Cavapoo be at full grown? Any idea?
4: Um, You know, depending, you know, since, you know, different size parents, but they're small generally, usually less than 15 or 20 pounds.
1: Okay. So if my six month old Cavapoo weighs 30 pounds, (laughs) is he not a full Um, Cavapoo?
4: Uh, I think there may have been a um, St. Bernard traveling salesman or something.
1: I got to try to find a picture. I'm going to text you a picture. I want you to judge him. He is He is the greatest dog of all time, but he is growing a lot more than we thought he was going to grow. Uh-huh. There's not a whole lot of cava in this. This looks like a more he, poo.
2: He kind of looks like the shaggy dog, though. He has a ton of hair. Do you think oh. maybe it's most of the mm-hmm. hair that makes him?
1: Well... Mm-hmm. He's adorable is what he is. Hey Kevin, last night he uh got a piece of pepperoni pizza. I had a nice uh double like a you know, two times a pepperoni and he jumped up because <laughs> he's tall enough he was able to get it off the counter in the kitchen. Uh is pepperoni pizza bad for a puppy?
4: You know, probably not a bite or two. Uh, of course, being you know the the pepperoni is pretty high in sodium and kind of fatty, has some a lot of oil in it. So you know, if they ate too much of it, I think it could cause some GI upset. But good
2: job,
1: Brandon.
4: You know, nothing nothing toxic in it.
1: No, but I tried to stop him, and he did not want to be stopped because that pepperoni pizza is good. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. So let's talk he about is. the let's talk about the heat because like today, the high temperature 97, the heat index 101. Tomorrow, 99 with the heat index of 104. Friday, sunny and hot. The actual temperature on Friday is probably going to be 100. Uh, when we think about our pets, is uh, this is a time of year where really, even if you have outside pets, we probably need to keep them inside, right?
4: Yeah, this, this week especially. I mean, it's just a wake-up call that, you know, there's there's really no reason to, any any animal should be outside. I mean, you know, even under the shade, it's going to be miserable. And you know you definitely don't want to let your dogs out just r- running around or walking or you know jogging with them unless it's very early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you know it was like seventy eight degrees when when I came into work. So right. you know very early in the morning or after the sun goes down, and then just you know you know don't let them overdo it. Um, you know yesterday one of my employees left for lunch at noon and. Came right back and uh, she said, "Hey, I've got two dogs out in the, my truck. They were running down the side of Harrisburg Road." And um, she, uh, so I said, "Well, bring them in. Let's look at them. Let's get them cooled down." And uh, it's night, and, and we've got these posted on our Facebook page. So please, everybody, look and, and help share. There was already, you know, over two thousand people reached by sharing. And wow. these dogs had no collars on. It's a beagle and a pit bull. Very nice dog. So I know they belong to somebody. And uh, the pit bull was kind of wobbly and just kind of dazed. And uh, we took uh, his temperature, and it was almost 105. And, you know, this dog was near heat prostration and probably had it continued to run for even another 10 minutes without having access to water, I think this dog would have had a heat stroke. So, you know, we cooled it down with some cool water and put it in in here in the air conditioning area with a, a circulating fan on it. And, you know, once the temperature got down, below 103 and a half, it was acting normal. So, you know, it was getting to that point where it was about ready to pass out or, you know, go into a full heat stroke mode. So, and, you know, who knows how long they've been running. This These were found on Harrisburg Road right across from the links, uh entrance there. So, you know, if you know somebody that's missing uh, a pit bull and uh, a beagle and their pictures mm. are posted on our Facebook page, please you know, contact them or help share and let's we'll try to get them back home.
1: No, so we. I just pulled up the picture, and I'm looking mm-hmm. at these little innocent eyes of these poor dogs that had been out in that temperature. And uh, man, good-looking
2: dogs. Yeah, too. it's sad
1: when you see their eyes look so mm-hmm. innocent. And here they are, just wanting their home back.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, there's been a lot of uh, I've seen posted on the different social media about how hot the asphalt gets, and uh, you know, that's another thing to be concerned about. You know, don't if you're walking your dog on the street or a parking lot. You know, the temperatures, especially with the you know, ambient temperatures the way they are this week you could easily reach 120 to 135 degrees. And, and you know, if you don't believe that's hot, take your shoes and socks off and, and yeah. see how long you can walk on it. And, and just remember, even though the dogs have pads, thick pads on their their feet, they can still get severely burned on them.
1: And I think we forget about that too, because so much of what I think about that we learned when I was a kid about animals is, ah, oh, they're just dogs. Yep. You know, they're, they're meant to be outside. Their feet are fine because they have those thick pads. I would assume the thick pads on a dog's uh, feet are kind of like, I don't know, maybe the heel of your foot. Like right. you still don't want to walk on the heel of your foot, even though it might be a little more tough. you know, <laughs> tough. Yeah.
5: Yeah. And
4: believe me, the, you know, dealing with wounds, especially burn wounds on toe pads and foot pads, They take a very long time to heal, and, uh, you know, they have to be kept bandaged. Bandage change frequently. You know, they're constantly walking, putting pressure on them, which delays healing. So, you know, again, it's much better to prevent uh, a severe burn like that than try to treat it.
1: Let's talk, too, about the signs of your dog overheating because this is something that I think – you know, you, you might think your dog comes in and, and just is tired and lazy and panting, but what's the difference between, you know, being warm or hot and actually overheating? What would we see as a difference?
4: Yeah, if you see some extreme panting, very rapid panting, uh, the, the dogs may have a real apprehensive or wild look in their eyes. Uh, their gums, tongue may be a brick, a bright brick red color or even, you know, more of a purplish color. You know, if you even suspect that they may be overheated, don't even take the time to call. Just get some cool water and, and douse them, hose them down, run run cool water all over their body, uh, especially underneath their abdomen, over their chest, on their head, and, you know, try to get them, especially if you find one kind of laying on its side out, out in the yard, get them into a cool place. But first, get them cooled down and start the cooling process. And, uh you know, the, this is truly a case where minutes can can be the difference in life or death because once that temperature gets above 106 or, degrees or so, you know, it starts uh, really affecting the brain and can cause some uh, cerebral swelling. And uh, not only the brain, but the kidneys and intestinal tract, it can these dogs can go into acute renal failure. And high body temperature is nothing to be you know, messed with in, in animals because it it just it's a, a rapid um, progression and uh then they get to the point of no return pretty much. So uh, you know, I'm surprised we haven't seen one or talked to any you know, client about it yet. Maybe everybody's finally heeding warnings and knowing how hot it is and hopefully, you know, we're not gonna see that happen in the next week or so.
1: Again, he comes on every Wednesday morning for Wet Nose Wednesday, always great advice. And if you do feel like, you know, your pet isn't uh, feeling right after being outside. Always reach out to VetCare. They're on Parker Road in Jonesboro. You can find out more at Jonesboro on Facebook, vet-care.com as well. Y'all, he is the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program. It's Dr. Kevin Reed on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. We'll talk to you next Wednesday, man.
3: Hey, you guys stay cool. All right, you too.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey,
5: welcome back, everybody.
0: Powered by Family Zinch.
5: We'll get back to the show.
0: Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry.
1: We're joined this morning by Edward Haddock of the U.S. Small Business Administration, uh, stationed in Central Arkansas. Uh, But next week, Edward's going to be in Northeast Arkansas on the campus of Arkansas State. So, Edward, good morning. How are you this morning?
5: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on this morning.
1: Hey, we want to help people. You know, one of our things that we like to do is to to provide information, and, and especially with the K-Fine Breakfast Club, the show we do on Wednesdays, it's really about, uh, you know, what's happening in the community. And you're going to be here next Wednesday for an event that really is is geared toward people who either have a small business or people who want to start a small business in Northeast Arkansas.
5: Yeah, absolutely. And it's uh, not just going to be us, the SBA, but we're going to have our entire complement of uh, resource partners out with us. So if you've got a question about financing, we're going to be able to handle that, talking about SBA loans. If, if you have a question about contracting, we're going to have our partners at the Procurement Technical Assistance Center with us. If you're looking at counseling and training, we're going to have experts and consultants uh, from different organizations that SBA grant funds to, to make sure that we can have all those resources on site for those businesses in and around the Jonesboro area.
1: You know, I think when you're younger and maybe as you get older, too, you have this vision. uh, Hey, you know, I'm tired of working for somebody else. I would love to have my own business. This is something that I love. This is my passion. Uh, And it's cool, I guess, when you guys can go in and you can see people who turn a passion into the way that they're going to make their living. I would assume you guys see that on a pretty regular basis.
5: Yeah, we see, uh, you know, opportunities and experiences that run the gamut. Uh, We we see a lot of people, you know, uh, look to pursue the American dream of business ownership. And, and, you know, unfortunately, not all of them make it. Some of them learn pretty early that, you know, being an employee is a pretty cool role. (laughs) Uh, But then, you know, we find those who do. They have an immaculate passion to fix something or change something. And we want to give them every tool in our toolbox to support them and their journey to entrepreneurship.
1: So I would assume that the way this works is let's say I have some idea. I'm ready to, you know, start my own business, but I don't really know exactly even where to begin. If I were to walk into uh, this event you guys are hosting, there's going to be people there who could kind of get me prepped to even make the decision if I wanted to go any further, right?
5: Absolutely. We have uh, resource partners that do uh, either individual uh, one-on-one sessions to kind of think through ideation and what that idea of yours might look like and how to put it into a lean canvas business plan. Um, Or we also have opportunities to come in in more group sessions and do as starting a business right for me through our Arkansas Small Business and Technology Development Center partners. So wherever you're at in that process, there's going to be somebody there for you to talk to and figure out what is the best next step for you.
1: So this event happens one week from today on the campus of Arkansas State. Uh, what part of the campus, because that's a, a pretty good-sized campus, where are you going to be as far as on campus?
5: Uh, from from my details, I have us at the uh, Jonesboro uh, Chamber of Commerce, actually, for this event. Um, but they can get more information by calling our SBA office at 501 501- or they can always email us at arkansas underscore do at sba.gov and get that information direct to them
1: all right edward haddock joins us this morning hey we look forward to you coming to town next week and helping people who are looking to uh, make decisions on small business and thanks for taking time to talk to us this morning
5: thanks so much for having me on brandon y'all have a great day all right you too
1: Edward Haddock joins us this morning from the U.S. Small Business Administration on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families, Inc.
5: We'll get back to the show. Now
0: back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry.
1: We're joined this morning by Joe Cook from Sissy's Log Cabin, who just let me know he's fresh off of a trip to Vegas. Joe, how are you this morning?
8: (laughs) I'm good, man. I've had a couple of days to recuperate, but I'm I'm good.
1: Oh man, I'll tell you because uh, I did a number of Vegas trips uh, when we were doing wrestling television out there. Uh, that flight home was always one of the flights I slept the best on.
8: Oh, I'll have to tell you. Yeah. i have to tell you about my flight home later.
1: Oh, was what, it? <laughs> was Vegas? I, I know you went there for business. I make it sound like you went out there just to play. Of course, you can play plenty in Vegas, but uh, you go out there for the market and really kind of look at where jewelry is headed in the next uh, in the next year, right? Yeah.
8: well, what was great this year But actually took his uh he took his gimbal and his video cameras and some other stuff. So we actually you know, we talk about it every year when we get back just like how we you know, how we hand select stuff, how we buy stuff. And we did a bunch of video this year. So it's actually gonna give a lot of people some more, you know, perspective of, you know, how we actually do it. I mean we start at, you know, eight o'clock in the morning and then, you know, we're we're done with vendors at, you know, maybe, you know, ten o'clock at night.
3: Oh wow.
1: So, yeah, you say, hey, I'm going out to Vegas, and everybody thinks, oh, he's going out there to party. But, like, legitimately, that's a lot of work, and you're making huge financial decisions for Sissy's Log Cabin.
8: (laughs) Yeah, I really hope so. all of it. It's not over in trouble.
1: (laughs) I always like to talk to you because you hit me with numbers that blow my mind. And let's first of all, on the front end, say – Sissy's Log Cabin has stuff that's affordable for everybody, every walk of life, and they have the mm-hmm. extravagant mm-hmm. stuff that, I mean, you know, the upper 5% can afford. It doesn't matter. They they run the full gambit in between. But when you go to a mm-hmm. show in Vegas and you're out at market, what was one of the most expensive pieces you saw?
8: Um, probably an 80-carat yellow oh. diamond. Which
1: that's... would cost how much?
8: I think that was around uh, 6 or $7 million.
1: Oh
2: That's very J Lo.
1: Wait a minute. So when they show this, how do they show this? Are there security guards around it? Is it in some kind of a you know a unbreakable glass safe? What is it?
8: No, they just you know. I mean, you've got there's security everywhere in there, uh, but every every vendor has their own booth, so they've got people that are watching. But I mean, we've been you know we've been dear friends for so long with all these guys that we deal with, so it's uh, you know it's kind of like family. So we're all nobody really. They trust us. We trust them. So it's yeah. not that big a deal. So, I mean, yeah, I held, you know, at one sitting, I might have held, I don't know, $20, $30 million worth stuff.
1: That is so
2: Could insane. Brandon go to market and model some of the
1: rings? <laughs>
8: uh, I would much rather you go than Brandon.
1: Oh, see, this, this is, why did I agree <laughs> yeah. to have Joe come on here? It's... No, so, so there was one tailgate, and you might remember this. I can't remember what year it was. Probably 2015, 2016. Uh, Bill Jones of Sissy's comes up to me and says, hey, you want to wear this watch while we're doing the broadcast? I put the watch on thinking, you know, it's a pretty nice watch, but it's probably like a thousand bucks or something like that. He told me as I was walking around in tailgate city that the watch was 25 grand.
2: (laughs) I'd have been scared to death. You want to read like
1: at that point that was more expensive than my vehicle and I had it on my wrist. Well, I mean, what than me. I guess he did. Hey, tell me what's happening I mean, as as we head into Father's Day because Father's Day is Sunday, and there's you know a lot of people who say it's it's tough to shop for the guy. Like it's tough to shop for Dad because Dad buys what he wants and he doesn't want as much as you know what maybe the the mom or the wife might want. You guys have stuff that's great uh, gift ideas for Dad. Maybe something that people aren't even thinking of, right?
8: Yeah, we uh you know, we we really started up in our game there too and you know, we've got, you know, two or three uh four or five, I don't know, we have probably got six watch lines now with uh Breitling being a new one that we're carrying now, of course, uh Tag Heuer, which is always big, Rolex, um, Luminox, a lot of that. And then, you know, we've got uh we're starting to carry a uh, kind of a men's fashion line like in John Hardy, which is a bunch of different bracelets and things like that. And then we've got some, we've got some pretty cool necklaces, some, some bigger, some bigger chain pieces. I mean, you know, the yellow gold chain's coming back.
1: Oh, is it really? I love those. So, I've got one on right now, Brandon. So here's my deal. Like, I look at myself sometimes in videos and pictures, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't have much hair. Joe, I really can't grow much facial hair. Joe, get ready. But, like, I, maybe I hey, should yeah. accessorize better. That way, you know, I have more bling on or something <laughs> like that. That way it's not just like a face and a head. You think hmm. that's a good idea?
8: Hmm. Yeah, it'll, it'll definitely you it'll know take attention off your, your head and stuff, for okay. sure. Um thanks you know, joe. yeah absolutely you you' look uh i' I'm, I'm, I'm it's gonna make you look any better, but it'll it'll you know it'll it'll clash you up a little bit
2: this is one of the best calls
1: so today so far, Joe, I've been picked on by butch Jones, Mike Volato, and Joe Cook,
2: and he started none of it joe he started I didn't none start
1: of it. any of this i I've been a victim today okay.
8: What what's funny is he always brings it on himself and doesn't think he's going to say the things he's going to say. So
1: hey, you mentioned the watches, and you know, I realize that's probably like the piece most guys are like, oh, I'm a watch guy. That's kind of what I like. But there's other things you guys are offering, uh, and I was reading through some of the things like you know cufflinks and fashionable pins and knives. I mean, uh, it's not just a watch when you go into Sissy's log cabin.
8: hmm That's right. We carry uh We carry a vast selection of uh, like William Henry, some some really, which I dealt with them at a market too. I saw some. You talk about you know they they carry like a you can buy a knife for a couple hundred dollars, or you know they were I show they showed me a couple knives that were ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars.
1: Oh my goodness, that's yeah. yeah.
8: Just you know, it's just it's all about you know it's all about having the variety, the mixture, and having the things that you know to 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 fit everybody and. I think we cover that every year, you know, as far as, especially at market. So we definitely are you know, prepared and we're seeing, uh, you know, we're still seeing that people are, you know, really, really spending. And everybody out there was telling me it was their best market ever. So, yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to another big year.
1: Let's talk too about how you make it easy. Let's say there's there's somebody in the car right now, right? Or there's somebody who's listening to the podcast and it's it's a wife who wants to go and buy something for her husband for Father's Day and she's like, Man, I, I got to figure out how I want to pay for this. You guys at Sissy's Log Cabin have really come a long way in making it easy for people to come in and get what they want and have time to pay for it.
8: Oh, absolutely. We we actually a couple of years ago decided that we were going to be our own our own finance. Uh, we have our own finance team. We finance everything ourselves now. Uh, so you know we have a you know a team of you know four or five people that basically deal with us on the regular so if somebody wants to you know somebody wants to finance you know i've got an answer you fill out you know a form or something like that i've got an answer in five minutes you know what we can do uh we've got a lot of different avenues uh as far as you know some some charge or you know uh some interest-free things that we can also do so we've got a lot of avenues now uh that we basically just handle all internally
1: well, and then let's say you have a piece of jewelry that you want to recreate or maybe something that's missing a stone or, or whatever the case may be, you guys have, uh, the ability to go in and fix that, jazz it up, make it better, make it twice as nice. Uh, you guys do that every day as well.
8: Absolutely. We got, uh, we've got people on staff to. you know, I've got two jewelers. I've got one runback jeweler that's there. And then I've got a master jeweler that's been it for 40 years yeah. and, uh, you know, as far as one something made, you know, taking a ring and maybe saying I don't want to wear this ring anymore and I don't want to wear this pendant. Yep, I can take it. I can you know I can reshape it. I can reform it. Uh, I mean, I can take an entire ring, make it into something totally different. As long as, as long as it's possible, I can do it.
1: Yeah, you dream it up, and they can make it up at Sissy's Log Cabin. Again, they have locations all around the area too. So, uh, of course, we talked about the Jonesboro location. There's locations in Pine Bluff in Little Rock and Conway in Memphis. Uh West Little Rock, you're moving that way too, so it seems like the expansion's still going too, Joe.
8: It's still going. We're building uh we're building a new store in Memphis uh that's basically you know going to be freestanding and then we're building uh, we should be opening the promenade location in West Little Rock at the end of this month.
1: Man, big time. So we appreciate your time this morning. You can find out more about Sissy's Log Cabin if you go to the website which is Sissy's and As you prepare to think about Father's Day, don't forget Sissy's Log Cabin. Joe, we appreciate your time, and uh, we'll talk to you later, man.
8: Absolutely. Thank you. All
1: right. Thanks, dude. It's K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc.
0: Brandon Baxter in the morning.
1: Don't forget the podcast, the Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast, available wherever you get podcasts.
2: Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? Game one of the Stanley Cup Finals. Colorado Avalanche hosts the Tampa Bay Lightning. And So You Think You Can Dance. Hope you guys have a great
1: day. And we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Arkansas's Morning Show.